0: Um, so if you have your Bibles, Matthew uh, Matthew chapter 5 um, Again, we're in the book of Matthew And we'll be in the book of Matthew um, This week And then um, as we come into Kind of the, the This this seasonal time Of leading up to Easter um, we'll, we'll switch gears for a little bit um, Just talking about uh, Jesus Christ and the, the, the Death, the burial, the resurrection of him As well um, But For me, I I, like I always like to go through verses little by little scripture verses, um, scripture by scripture to get a really full idea. I was talking to Oscar right now. We're having a good conversation. And um, I I, I like to tell people like this. The Bible is a, a one long, cohesive story. Um, that's really what it is. I mean, it's not a collection of just different verses that were, you know, quotes that just were spout together, but it's, it's one long story. Imagine your favorite TV show, um, uh, whether for whatever TV show it might be that has a, a lot of different segments or seasons. And for me, I, I one of the sto- one of the TV shows that I, I always loved, was, um, was the TV show lost, you know, so there's a, you know, a lot of different things that went on and, um, And so it had multiple seasons or maybe, you know, you, you grew up watching a a TV show or or a series and whatever series you can go. I mean, Walking Dead, Smallville, whatever show was, you know, uh, what was your show to watch? um, Any type of show um, has is is one long, cohesive story. Then you have seasons, which within those seasons, there might be one long story arc. But even in that that season, you know whether it's a major, you know plot, major thread, major villain or whatever it was throughout that one season, you might have multiple arcs, multiple stories that are being told. At the same time, all woven in, you know, backwards or forwards or flashbacks or it's just one long story. And I, and I feel the Bible has to be looked at like that. You know, we look at verses and a lot of times we spout out verses like, hey, this is a verse. We just picked it. That sounds nice. And we preach about it. But I think we have to look at it, everything in the, in the overall context of where everything is coming from and what Jesus is trying to say and, and what he's saying to the people that that originally heard it and the viewer's at that moment, so I, I always think of it like that. So, when we're studying the Bible, um, it's one long story, um, a lot of different books, New Testament, Old Testament, there's every, everything that comes together. But when you look at it, you appreciate it from the bird's eye view. You look at this one story and it says, Okay, this looks good, and I could talk about it just looking at the one single verse. But then, when I step back and, and I look at it, okay, what does this look like the entire season long? Then I step back. And I look, what does the entire series look like? And how does everything line up together? And it it really gives you a good understanding. So we'll do that for a lot of times. Is just looking through, really, really microscopically looking at a passage. But then we'll come back and say, okay, what does this mean for the entire story? Um, The story of the gospel, the story of the Bible. So Matthew chapter 5, we're in the story of the Sermon on the Mount, Like we've mentioned, it's Jesus's first um, major sermon, most infamous sermon, where he's establishing or reestablishing a culture for people to understand what what it means to be a Christ follower, what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a person who's um, following Christ, a disciple. And so here's what Jesus is talking. He's talking to a a primarily Jewish audience that has as Matthew is writing this, he's writing it for the Jews, and, and they've been waiting for a Messiah many, many years. And so when Jesus comes in, he comes in, and, and last week we talked about, real briefly, we mentioned about being the salts of the earth and how God has called us to be that main component, that ingredient that is able to change everything about the things that are around it. And I, and I feel that's how we are. I think that's how we should be treated, and that's how God has has built us. Um, God has designed us to be that extra ingredient, that extra flavor, that thing that adds life, that thing that adds um, an extra kick, an extra punch um, in life. We're not just destined to just be um, regular people that just live a life. No, we're, we are something different because God has made us and created us, created us uniquely. He's given us something um, to do. He's given us a mission. He's given us a task. And as salt of the earth... Uh, we influence we purify like we talked about last week we purify we we're, we're cleansing things uh, we're we're also preserving we're preserving this world we're helping uh things come back to life we're we're, we're extending the longevity of people's life by pre- preserving them and getting them into the right path um but at the end of the day we give flavor and that's that's the idea of who we are as Christians. We're not just Christians that are just going to be the bland taste and a food. We are Christians that are going to be um, that missing component, that missing ingredient that people need in this world. Um, I, so when we get to this verse, we were at verse 13 last week, and now we get to verse 14. Jesus says it like this, like we have it here on the screen. It says, You are the life of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Um, and we'll stop right there. And you know what, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and just pray so that we, you know, God just opens up our hearts and ears um, tonight. Father God, God, we thank you, Lord, because you're good, God, and we ask, God, that you just begin to teach us what it means to be the light of the world. God, you came into this earth to bring make a light into darkness, God, and God, we ask of you just to come into our lives and bring light where there is no light into our situations and let us be the light as well. God, we ask of you right now that you just come into this place and come into our lives and come to our city, bring light and use us to bring light to others. In your name we pray. Amen. So Matthew chapter five, verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Um, when, when we look at this passage um, you can imagine yourself um, different things. And I, I like to illustrate what it meant to have a, a light or, or a lamp. Um, obviously, here in the, in the year 2019, as we're listening to this, as we're, we're reading over this scripture verse, where we imagine light, There's, we're a very lit up uh, society. or I mean, everywhere we go, there's street lights everywhere we go. There's stoplights. Sometimes we pass by them. Sometimes we pretend they're yellow when they were really red. And, and um, there's all different types of of light everywhere. I mean, it's it's really hard. Um, even when it gets dark, I mean, you, you, we have lights in parking lots. We have our headlights, our front lights. Um, and so it's really it's really really hard for us, especially here in the city, to imagine. Uh, just being out in the country where there is no uh, just even even when everything is turned off there 's you still see light and you don 't see the stars and have you ever been to a country to the country and you see the stars and you 're like, man, I never seen them like this before yeah. um, you 're like, man, you never see it like this right. and and i and and so I want us to imagine for a second we 're not living we 're in a place where we have electricity we're we 're not in a place where we have um, all the commodities of just, hey, flipping on the switch or um, turning on a, a, a lamp or turning on a ceiling light or, or whatever light we have in our house, um, whether it's a sensi or whatever, night light. Imagine, remove ourselves from that scenario for a second. And Jesus is talking to people that probably lived in one house or, or they lived in a house and, and people would live in one big room. Um, it wasn't multiple rooms, bedroom house. It wasn't a, a, a house with multiple places to people can walk in and walk out. Um, it was literally just one big room, and electricity did not exist. Electricity was not a a thing. It was not like, hey, okay, let's go ahead and you know turn on the the electricity, or hey, let's go ahead and you know turn on the power, or the nightlight. Um, you literally had. Darkness, And so what would happen here is in our life is, well, whenever it's, you know, now that daylight savings time has passed, it gets, you know, seven o'clock, you know, eight o'clock. Sometimes the the light is still out. But whenever the light goes out, that doesn't mean necessarily we go to bed, Um, you know, for them, for people who did not have electricity or, or light because we have light. You know, they, they there was there was a culture that really s- surrounded themselves around what light was, or when light was shown, and when light when the sun was out, and that's when you're awake, and when the sun went down, that's when you you're like, okay, there's no, you're not out, and so it's just a culture that just literally that I mean you have no electricity, there's no light, but what people would do is pour in and have lamps and and lamps that would burn on oil, and they would take a lamp. And it was uh, basically a, a, a made out of clay, and they would pour it in, and you know they would have a you know if you ever have one of those old um, kerosene lamps or anything like that, and they would burn it, and and that, through the whisk, and they would let it out. But in order because it was just one room in the house, in order to give the maximum illumination, they would rise it up as high as possible. Um, so that it could light up the entire place They wouldn't keep it hidden So when Jesus is saying to these people You don't take a lamp And you don't hide it underneath anything you, you, you display it You show it You showcase it You put it up high So that it illuminates And so when people are really When they're listening to this As Jesus is saying it to them They're really getting a mental image Of what's happening in, present, in their present situation And I think that's for us as well to understand I believe today saying all this is that when Jesus is talking about the light of the world, he's talking about us as Christians have the opportunity to be a light in a dark situation. Amen. Like anybody hear that? Like, like we're not people that are just meant to live our life in a dark in a in a lighted up world on our own, we're meant to go into dark situations. Um, I like this quote that Martin Luther King. You you might have heard um, him quote it, or not necessarily heard him quote it, but you've heard it, you may have seen it quoted before. He says, "Darkness cannot drive out darkness; only light can do that. Oh, hate cannot drive out hate; only love can do that." Meaning, you know, we're 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 living in a world of darkness. That there's spiritual things happening in the world, whether, whether you like it or not. There's spiritual warfare happening in our world today. That what happens is the darkness cannot drive out the darkness. It has to be someone in the light that is able to show light in it. Um, I like how, I like this, this one is that, that Plato has said, he said, We can easily forgive a child who's afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. Um, and think about that for a second. It's it's not about it's 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 us is coming into a situation and and really being able to showcase to men that there is a light, and we're 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 instilling something into into people of light. I like how Anne Frank said it like this: Look at how a single candle can both defy and define the darkness. And I really think when we think about all this light and darkness, I think about us as Christians, how we can be the person that's different in everything, in every situation. It says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. When I think of the word a city on a hill, I think about Houston. Although we're not on a hill, we're actually, you know, pretty low on (laughs) sea level uh, through all the floods that we've had. Uh, We're not on a hill. But imagine for a second because Jesus is referring to cities around, and 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 it was known that there was different cities that that were established on hills, and there were there you you would not see. Um, he was probably referring to Jerusalem or another city around where he was at the moment. And and this idea of something sitting up high, where you cannot hide it. When I look at Houston and I think about Houston and I see. Obviously, we're not on a hill, but we've we've built up a city of skyscrapers and a skyline. And um, I was in Dallas yesterday, and and I was like, they got a cool skyline, but nothing like Houston skyline. Like it's it looks way better, like way more designed. Um, but you think about this: how high we've built up buildings that you can see them literally from miles and miles away. And I'm going somewhere with this. You can you can. Build a city that people could come from miles and miles away, and you can. You're gonna see Houston. You're gonna know you're getting close to Houston because you see the city. I've been in different parts of the city. I mean, you start seeing Houston not too far from here. Where we're at right now is probably about ten miles away from downtown Houston, uh, maybe less. Um, but I've been even further away. I've been in Greenspoint. You get on a freeway, you get high enough, and you can see downtown. You go, I've been on, and, and on the beltway uh, over by Willowbrook Mall, I, and I, I've seen it. I, I've been on the beltway over by the airport, and you get high enough, and you can see the city skyline even so far. And you're like, man, we're like 30 miles away. From the, the the downtown, and you could still see. Like I, I, I love. It's scary sometimes when you get on these bridges in Houston, some of these freeways, and you get high enough. And you know, when when the plume of smoke moves away, you know, I, I, this week, you know, it's been a little crazy. But you get high enough, and you could see not just like the skyline of Houston, but you see the Medical Center, you you see Memorial City, you see Galleria, you see the the I like to call it Transco. Transcal Tower, but it's the it's the Williams Tower or um you see all these buildings all around miles and miles away and it can't be hidden. And this is where Jesus is saying it to us as well, as a city on a hill cannot be hidden. A church cannot be hidden. The church is you and I, it's the people, it's not a building, it's 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 us. Um We embody the church of who we are. And the reality is, is that we're not people that are just going to come to church. We're not just people that are that are just sitting around and coming on Sundays. But we are the church in everything that we do and everywhere that we go. And there's no way we can be hidden. Everything that we that we're about, everything that we 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 do, all our works, all our actions our joy, our love that we show, it is showcased all around the city of Houston. And let it be showcased all around the world that, that there is people here today that people can see from miles and miles and miles away that there's people that love the Lord and there's people that that, that embrace God and they want to be the light of the world. God has called us to be the light. Mm-hmm we're light and darkness we're we're not darkness and darkness and we're not light and just light at the end of the day like like you know people can say okay you you're you're this is the world over here and this is how I was raised is like the world is here and christians are here and i believe that there's a there there is a distinction of uh, before christ and after christ i get that i understand that I understand the distinction of habits that you might live before, and there's habits that, that have to die. There's a dying of self whenever you come to Christ. There's a there's a Jesus even said himself, you know, when if you want to come and be my disciple, you deny yourself and follow me. Yes, I get that there's a distinction between two different types of people, the before Christ and after Christ. And but a lot of times we take it a little far in our lives, and I think we go a little bit further that we were like, okay, we're we're there's the world over here and there's the church over here. And what happens is that the church is so much over here that the church is only in the church when God's intention was not for us to just be among ourselves. Light can't just hang out with light. Light also has to get into the darkness as well. Anybody hear me today? Like like, like this is where I, I, I think this is for me. I've been thinking about the scripture a lot. And I really feel this is where we're, this is where Vibe and our church, it needs to embody that. One, and um, we, we're coming into things, we're coming and speaking life into dead situations, into darkness, into to bad problems, into bad marriages, into bad situations. We come into people of depression. We come into people who are addicted. We come into pe- places, but us as the light, the ones who have been set free, we're able to understand that God has changed us. And if God can change us, he could change someone else's situation, situation as well. We see someone else's darkness. We don't say, you know, I don't want nothing of, of it. No, we see someone else's darkness and says, you know what? I can help you get to where, where you need to go. Amen. I see someone else's situation. I say, man, I see you're addicted. You're in bondage and you're in struggle and you're, you're, you're hopeless without Jesus. I'm not over here saying, oh, man, well, let me just hang out over here and do my own thing. I'm over here saying, you know what? Let me light and darkness are not two different things. See, the darkness is here. But light doesn't show unless it's shown in the darkness. Light, you can't really embrace the light until you see it in darkness. You know, if I were to turn off the lights of this, of this room and I turned everything off and we, we closed every curtain and it was pitch black in here, although we have different sources of lights we have a ceiling light, we have a lamp, we have a sensi, we have window lights and, and different lights coming from different directions, we don't embrace any of them until the moment everything's pitch black and i think that's the way we are is we'll, people will embrace the light that we have at the moments of darkness of people's life in the moments of darkness of your life as well you embrace that so i want to i want to share a couple a couple points of uh, kind of breaking out this 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 idea of the city on a hill and and weird light of the world number 1 god wants to use you if you're taking a notes you can write this down god wants to use you he wants to use you. The very first word that comes out is, is uh, this is you. You are the light of the world. Jesus didn't say these people are the light of the world. Jesus didn't say this people are the light of the world. He didn't say the Jews. He didn't say the Gentiles. He didn't say the, those people, the fishermen. He didn't say the tax collectors are the light of the world. He said you. And when Jesus says you, he means all of you, every one of you, every single one of you. You are the light of the world. You don't. You're not. You don't need someone else to uh, show the light. You, in yourself, God has given you the light to be able to go into the world and speak His gospel. You are the light of the world. You are God's light. You are the one that's chosen. It's not your pastor. It's not George. It's not Rocio. It's not some leader or someone else, some evangelist that's the light of the world. It is you. And it's inside of you that God has placed to be able to go out into the world and to preach God's word. He wants to use you in your workplace. He wants to use you in your marriages. He wants to use you in your family. He wants to use you when you're with your friends and your old friends and your good friends and bad friends. He wants to use you. And everything that you go, every place that you go, he wants to use you. There's no mediator. There's no person in between. It's not. It's not this idea of there's a high priest that is the one that can be used, and all of us we just we're just simple followers. No, Jesus is coming in and he's reestablishing the culture of what people have thought because they were used to a high priest, the one that would would be the one that would make the altar sacrifice. The high priest was the one that would do it. But now Jesus is saying, "I'm putting it in your hands. Now it's your responsibility. It's you. It's me inside of you. That's the light of the world. It's not someone else. It's not some pastor. It's not some other preacher. It's it's you. And if you don't remember anything, this is where we have to we have to remember this. That my the responsibility to bring light. It's my responsibility." If you see a friend and they're going through a dire situation and they need prayer and they need the love of God, you're not going to say, well, hold on. Let me call my pastor. He's going to come and, you know, let him pray with you. You know, you're not going to. No, don't. You know, please. You know, it's you. It's you. When If you see someone hurting in need. You're not gonna say, man, well, 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 let me let's figure this out. we'll come together, I'll present it at 59, and it's you. It's your responsibility. It's your hands. It's your mouth that God's given you. It's you. And number two, you're not designed to be hidden. I I I I I, I think that our Christian life a lot of times is that we feel that that we have to conform or we have to kind of in a sense how do I put this we have to somehow tone down who we are in order for people to accept us and I'm all for being I think people should be normal Christians like people like people should not be too weird but at the same time like I think us as Christians, we're presenting life and joy and love, things that are, are, are people that people will understand and people will see. And I think as us as Christians, we're designed to stand out and, and, and be different, but not different in the sense of some sort of spooky or over-spiritual, over-saved way, but different in the senses that we present love. We present fruits of the Spirit, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. When everyone else is gloomy and has hate and, and everyone else is, is angry and everyone else goes to your job and, and they, they're just mad at the world and you come in and you come in and bring joy, you bring love, you bring peace. When everyone else is bringing slander and gossip and talking about people, you come in and you have self-control, you have, you, you're, you're different. You're not designed to be hidden. We're not designed to just, to just be under a basket. You see a basket here. We're not just designed to be hidden. We're not designed to be in our church. See, see the, the constitution of, or the institution of church, the, 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 the real word for church is, is this word ecclesia or ecclesia, for however you want to pronounce it. Um, it's this idea of being the called out ones, Mean people who are sent, People who are are out there, you're, you're coming out, and um, you know this word ecclesia, It's where, it, or um, it's where we get in Spanish the word "iglesia." It comes as well, church. That's where that word comes from, and it's the idea of us being called out, being sent out, being 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 bursted out, or broken out, or or poured out. It's that idea of that's who we are. We're not meant to just be confined into our church buildings. And, and, I'm, and I think it's great that sometimes we don't have a church building because it, it, it becomes so – we become sometimes so used to uh, believing that in, in, and that a church is a building that we forget it's just you and I. And what God is saying is that a city on a hill cannot be hidden. He says, you know, and and, and we look at Houston. We see this city from miles and miles away. You can see the skyline from miles and miles and miles away. It's, 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 It's visible. People can see it. So it should be with us that as a church, people can see us. They see something different about us. They see the presence of God in us. They see the power of, of, of love in us. They see a joy in us. Like, like the church should be the happiest. We were listening to a podcast today, my wife and I, and, and they were talking about the church should be the happiest place to be. Like it should be happier than Disney World. You know, like, like, like we, should, we should come in with a joy and a, and a smile and a love and, a, and uh, an expectancy of what God is going to do. Like, I, I don't want to come to church and, and like, church, you know, service starts and everyone's like, oh, you guys ready for church today? And everybody looks like they need some extra coffee. Um, maybe a little bit like right now, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, or some of that juice, or, you know, uh, something to wake people up. I want it to be where people can experience God and they see from miles and miles away. Like, from, every, from the moment from they walk into a parking lot. From a moment to they walk and, and greet the very first person, I don't want the first person that they meet at the at a door to be like the most bitterest bitterness looking person, you know, uh, Scrooge McDuck, uh, you know, like looking person. Like I, I, I don't, I, I want people to come with the joy in their heart that we are the light of the world. That we're the if we're the first person they see. And here's the thing that what Jesus says. Here and, I, and I'll, I'll go back to the verse. He says here and and I'll, I'll close with this: is nor do people put, it, nor do people light a lamp and put it under, under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that you may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let your light shine before others. So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father that's in heaven. I want to talk about two different things today. There are two things says so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father. There's two things that people need to see. Number one, they see our good works. They see our good works. It's not just about us talking about good things. The gospel's good news. But Jesus is actually putting it here as good works. Like they see your tangible things that you're doing with your hands, your good works, your your your, your giving, your serving, your loving, your praying, your 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 service. Everything that we do, outreach, um, giving, I mean just everything that we do, they, they will know that we're Christians by what we do and how we display it if we give something away if we gave if we gave backpacks for, to kids that need their backpacks if we gave school supplies if we gave out um care, dental care or anything we gave out let them see God in us because number 2 they need to see God, God they need to give God a glory in it see we could get, have this idea of justice and compassion. But if we're not connecting it to God. Then we're just giving people a better lifestyle than they, they have. A better misery. Because at the end of the day. If all we're giving is handouts and handouts and stuff. But we never give God glory with it. It's twofold. We're giving people love. We're people giving grace. But we're also giving truth. We're also giving what God, God has for them. You know. Let let let. Let justice and compassion ministries. I love compassion ministries. I love organizations. You know, we we get to part. My wife and I, we partnered up with an organization called Convoy of Hope. And when they came to Houston, um, we we were able to work with them um, in our church. And we were able to, they brought truckloads of water and and food and, and different supplies, cleaning supplies. I love it. I love justice and compassion. Like compassion ministries is awesome. But if we go into a, a a group of people, if we go to another country, if you go to wherever you go to and you offer compassion and you offer things that they give, but at the end of the day, you don't give them God. You've just given them just a better misery than they already have. Something that's a like a Band-Aid for just a temporary solution. We give them God. So what people need to see, they need to see that one, Else is the light we're giving them good works. Yes, we're serving, but at the end of the day, it's to connect God and give glory. When we're the light of the world, everything that we do it it points back to God. Everything that however we serve, however we talk to people, whatever any 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 type of outreach we do, it's not just so okay we did it and that's done. No, how do we connect people to God? In it, how do we connect people to his church to people? Did we find out their story? Do we do we know where they're coming from? Do we know what what what's happening in their life? Everyone has a story. Everyone has something that's going on. How can we speak life into them? How do we come in? And 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 here's the thing. And I, I kind of want to drive this home at the end. Is I, I never wanted to be confused that good works that we do these good works in a way to merit. Our grace with God or our life with God because good works if, if, if we're doing good works in order to receive God's love then that's a religion that's I'm preaching to you you know that says you have to do this you do this you do this in order to, to fulfill God's uh, plan and purpose for me here's how I like to put it good works is not a it's not a means of grace. Good works is not a means of grace, meaning it's not it's not a pathway to receive God's grace. Good works is not uh, a merit to receive god God's grace when we when we work and we do good things for God and we serve the community, that's not getting us necessarily uh, closer to God um, because we already have that that connection with God. Already God has already given it. We're not we're not we're not getting extra points or extra things just because, um, Okay, well, I served on a Saturday one couple hours. And now, hey, I, I, I I'm a little bit closer to God now because I did this. Good works is not a means of grace. Good works is an evidence of grace, meaning God set me free. God changed my life. I give them everything. What could, and and this is the evidence of what I want to do. You are the light of the world because someone showed light to you. You are the you are the city on a hill because God is the one that have built you up and God gave you the opportunity to live again. You are the light of the world. We 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 talk about being the light. It's so that we can look at the city of, the city of Houston. It's not so that we're separate and says, okay, that's them over there and this is us over here. But I want to be people that comes into situations... I, I want to go into the, the worst situations. I want to go into hospitals. I want to go into uh, refugee camps. I want to go into uh, places where people are hurting. And um, I, I want to find people, the, the disenfranchised, the misfits, the lows of the lows, and go into those situations, the prisons and, and, and juvenile detention centers and, man, and you name it. They're like, like I've asked the last several weeks, think of places, specific places, specific places that, 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 that you know... Um, you know the foster care system let, let, Let's think about Let's think about specific places In our life in, in our communities How do we show light In that dark world How do we take, t- take What we have here And what God has done in us And brought lightness Bring light Into that How can we be different I want to pray. Let's pray tonight.